skin and blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the pond. Greetings from the United States of America. Hi, Saz. How's London? Oh, no. I didn't like that intro. Well, I'm wearing a camo sweatshirt, so... I know, but it was, you sounded like German and American. And then I did America. All right, let's do it it again. It was confusing for me. No, no, we got to keep it. It was good. It was good. All right. You okay, though? Yeah, I just had a harrowing hour and a half at the dentist. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah, jump right in. I love it. Okay. So here's my my dentist thing. So I, I go in there like a lamb to the slaughter because when I go to the dentist I become completely like docile I swear if they took a knife and slit my throat I'd just be like well that's what they were supposed to do (laughs) so I just nice I just lay there and I just like let them do anything they want to me it's quite funny I don't I I don't think I feel quite as like out of control in any other part of life as I do when I'm at the dentist. How about you? Well, I never go to the dentist, but are you nervous about it? Is that why? No, 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 I'm not. I go in with this kind of attitude, like nothing. I I have zero control, so I'm just going to sit back, just let them control me. That's kind of my attitude. Hmm. But, uh, I mean... They do have a fair amount of control. I mean, you're lying down. It's true. That's why you might as well just embrace it. But I can't understand if you feel vulnerable or if you're like, this no, is fine. I actually don't mind it. I find it quite relaxing because like, I have so much responsibility in real life. It's kind of nice to go somewhere where you have no responsibility over anything. Oh, I see what you mean. And they just have to do their job. Yeah, so I haven't been to the dentist in, like, they did not hear this, but, like, five years. (laughs) And so it was, like, all these x-rays, like, you know, seeing what needs doing. And I have to say, I'm very proud that I am a strong and healthy being these days um i only need like one i thought you were gonna say biatch i was like (laughs) i only need one filling after five years so i'm very proud of myself do you like i get this thing where i get like inordinately proud when the dentist compliments my straight teeth they were like have you ever worn braces and i said no and they said wow you've got really nice teeth i was like Thank you. I totally did that myself. <laughs> um, it's kind of a... like a horse at Marketplace where they inspect the teeth. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like, thank you, but I had nothing to do with it. I mean, absolutely nothing. Like you were just born. But you haven't it. smoked. You don't really smoke. You don't. You I don't take smoke care of at all. Teeth. Don't really smoke. I've never smoked. I don't know, I was just allowing a little bit of leeway for the occasional <laughs> joint the occasional or something. Sm- I, the, I'd say the worst thing I do is drink coffee a bunch, which stains them. 
but yeah. Do you don't white eat a them? ton of sugar? No, no. I've heard it's painful. I've never tried it. Have you? I mean, just with baking soda and lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Does that actually work? Okay. Soda can be used in many ways. So it's very useful. It's very useful for making a cake rise. It's very useful for scrubbing calcium off your taps. Do you have that problem in North Carolina? No, it's not bad. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, fortunately. We have such hard water here. It sounds very, <laughs> very hard for you. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, all the calcium is everywhere in the kettle, on the taps. Anyway, but then what I found out this weekend is if you put baking soda in your hair, it's kind of like dry shampoo. <laughs> what? Because sometimes my hair is really greasy and I don't have time to wash it. And I never know what to do. Um, so I've started putting baking soda in my hair. What? Like how? Talk me through this. It's very strange. <laughs> well, I have a bunch of baking soda in my kitchen because I like bake a lot and I just grabbed like a good pinch sprinkled it in the hair and then kind of brushed it in with my brush and it really dealt with the greasiness um and you don't see like white flecks in there no not at all no it really? was a real win a win for me um, I'm gonna have to try that yeah, it worked really well because I didn't... So someone stayed at our house, so I didn't have time to wash my hair that day. And then the next day I had to go out as well and meet some people, so I had to do it again. Oh. But then, we'll be honest, then I went for... Then I washed my hair after that, so that, that was lucky for everyone involved grim. because... Yeah, but you know, I was thinking, because usually I go to the swimming pool on Saturday, as you all know. Um, I was thinking, I wonder if you went in with baking soda. Would it, like, fizz? <laughs> the chlorine and the baking soda. I don't, I don't think know. it would be very good. But obviously, before going in the pool, you have to take a shower. So there's that. I know you're supposed to. Some people don't. I always do. I don't. Of course. <gasps> I'm clean. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not. I mean, I have baking soda in my hair, so <laughs> I need to go in the shower. Um, but so you went to the dentist and you got everything done and you paid. No, I still have to go back for a bunch of stuff. Like I all they did was basically take x-rays for an hour and a half. Like, wow. they are so thorough with their x-rays. It's insane. They even do, like, a 3D modeling of your mouth. Who is it's... paying for this? <laughs> well, I have insurance. Okay. So I bought it this year because I was like, I usually don't get dental insurance. And I was like, this year, I will adult. I will adult because mm. I am 32 now. So I bought dental insurance. And it covers, like the all the like um x-rays and cleanings i think and then you just have to pay for half the price of like fillings and stuff so so yeah it's actually i got the the quote for the i need like one filling and two sealants mm. and it's only like 180 dollars which is 
way less than I oh. thought it would be. So that yeah, was yeah, weird. Same. Yeah. Well, that is very good. Do you get the metal fillings or the white ones? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's why it's so cheap. <laughs> we'll have to see. Because I don't mind the metal fillings. I mean, my mouth is full of them from Mine previous. Mine is too. Yeah. But there's a whole thing now where people don't get those. They pay more and they get the white ones. But for me, I'm, you know, why? Why? I just change? see it as, as bling. I think it's like very blingy. <laughs> just kidding. It does not look good. Just get but... a gold tooth at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> gold veneer on my tooth. So the real question I have for you, are you electric toothbrush or manual? Electric. And by the way, they said, looks like you've been doing really good care on your teeth. So my babies, I will call out the electric toothbrush. You should use it. Your dentist will love you. So I'm really um, suspicious of electric toothbrushes because I think it's like a big scam. It's not. They work so well. <laughs> yeah, but so does brushing your teeth. What? You, can't uh-uh, you cannot teeth. compare to the electric, I promise. Because I've done both for years and one is far superior. Just get yourself no. an electric toothbrush. I've never had one and I never will. Okay. Enjoy those fillings. I know you love going to the dentist and getting shots in your gums. So when I was a kid, yes, I was very scared of the dentist as a kid. But I do blame the fact that they had these um, massive needles. Do they still use those? Yeah, when you get a filling, they like shoot it into your gum. Anyway, I saw one of those needles and I was like, there is no way. And then to, I mean, our dad and like the dentist, who is this guy as well, both tried to hold me down. I was like really small. I was probably eight years old, tiny twig of a child. And no one could hold me down. And I got up, I bit the dentist's gloved finger. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> I got out of the chair by pure wiggling. And I ran around the main house. And the main house, for those of you who don't know, is like this X hotel basically. It's like this yeah, massive, it's massive house. Um, and no one could catch me, and I got away from the dentist. <laughs> and then and next then they... time they gave her laughing gas. Yeah, which um, I was trying to figure. Do you know laughing gas? Is it the same as um, you know, like people who do the balloons? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, as a yeah. drug. Is that yeah. the same as laughing gas? No. No, it's a different. No, helium's thing. different. Helium makes your voice high. No, 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 Calder. There's this nitrous oxide, which is basically... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that is laughing gas. in which cream. It must be more concentrated because when I was a kid, like, they used to give me laughing gas and it really didn't help. Like, I would feel the filling happening, (laughs) but it was, like, better for me than getting the shot. Oh, Um, my gosh. I was a very stubborn kid. And then Saz wonders why in her 30s she has massive anxiety. (laughs) How do you know that? (laughs) Because she was held down by two men when she was eight years old. No, I I wasn't held down. I was. uh, (laughs) No, you ran. 
I remember this when, when they were doing flu shots. You went、mm-hmm. and hid in a closet, and there was a massive search party on for you for hours. Just like,、What? it became like the gossip of the, of the commune that Sarah could not handle needles. <laughs> What? Everyone knew I mean, this I, I really、me. don't like uh I really don't like needles. The pandemic, I mean, getting the vaccines was a little bit tricky for me. But then you'd be、so、a we very bad heroin addict. <laughs> My main reason <laughs> for not doing heroin. um Yeah. We went to get the first shot. And then, like, when I came out, they had to get, like, I was like, look, I'm really nervous. Um, but I'll be fine. And they got like another nurse to come and like sit by me and, and take care of me. And then, like, one of them was doing the shot, one of them was talking to me. And then I went out, and there was <laughs> not funny, but there was like this guy. He was so nervous, he'd fainted and he was just lying on、oh, like a stretcher. Poor baby. So I think, like, I think phobia of needles is just something you can't help. It's just one of those things. Yeah, I have a couple stories about this. One、mm-hmm. time, I, when I was 18, they did like my 18 year old physical and they drew my blood to test it for, you know, random shit. And、uh, I was like, okay, I'm good. I'll see you later.、I、got up. Just. Completely fainted and fell on my back in the hallway. And I woke up,、Ouch. and this nurse was like hovering over me, like, Hello, hello, are you okay? <laughs> and it was like literally just because I had seen my blood in a syringe. But like, oh, this is the weird thing.、It. I'm not afraid of blood. Like, I, if I get cut, I just,、uh, it's whatever. Like, I just kind of laugh it off. I don't even put a、mm-hmm. band aid on. But then it's like when it's in a syringe. That's the difference. It's really strange. And then、yeah. this, this other time.、Um, oh, this other time. When I gave birth to my son, they were like, okay, like, do you want an epidural or、yeah. do you want a natural birth? And my fear of a needle in my spine was such that. I suffered through 17 hours of extreme pain.、Oh、so I wouldn't、God. have to have a needle in my spine. <laughs> I actually feel like I would do the same. Even I though think you would, yeah. Surely it's like way worse pain wise. Of course、um, it is. But like,、oh、it's、God. so weird with the epidural because you sit there the whole time and it's still in your spine. No, don't tell me this. It doesn't come out. It's sick. I'm sorry.、What? Yeah, Wait, it sits there、that. the whole time. Yeah. Like an IV. Yeah, and then your like, legs are numb. Oh, so you, no. Yeah, it's really weird. Why is this freaking me out so much? Oh. <laughs>、okay. Anyways, that's my story about needles. But in ge- I think in general, I'm not as afraid of them as you are. It's just like certain things which really I mean, freak me out. It's nothing to do with the pain because, you know, when you get a vaccine not,、yeah. or something like this, it, it, like I know in my head it's not going to hurt. And it's kind of like you, like it would have been, in theory, better for your pain to get the epidural. But the thought of the needle is what kills, is, yeah. Just thinking like, about it, just sitting in there, it's so disgusting. 
No, I would freak. I would be just <laughs> one. T- oh man, one time I went to the um <laughs> to the doctor for like a really tiny operation, like mini, mini. So it was just local anesthetic. So what does that mean? Like I wasn't asleep. I was totally awake. Um, yeah, yeah. That means it's just in the area of where the yeah. operation. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like. But I was imagining what was happening. Um, <laughs> you can't watch. Feel, That's like where I you feel pass like out. A, yeah, although like I like medical things, but I'm. It's all very contradictory, isn't it? But anyway, yeah. I was doing like this deep breathing because I was like, this is the only way I'm going to get through. And like, I was like more into yoga at that time as well. So I was like. <gasps> and the doctors like they were trying to do the operation there were there was quite a few of them they might have been students i don't know anyway oh my god they turned to me and they were like okay are you okay or do we need to give you like a like a full-on anesthetic I was like, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. Because <laughs> I didn't want them, because like general anesthetic is quite dangerous, isn't it? Um, I mean, there's always the risk that you'll never wake up again. The thing. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so I was like, no, it's totally fine. But I was really trying to like do the breathing thing. But why didn't they realize that's what I was trying to do? They must have just thought, oh, she's You probably looked me. really panicked. Your eyes were probably oh. wide and staring as you were. <sighs> the other thing with the um, COVID vaccines, did you have to wait 15 minutes after you got yours? Like, yeah. stay at the hospital? Yeah, they made us do that. I got well. it in a drive through there. I, like, drove up. They do it through the window <laughs> of your car. And then you just sit there. No. America. <laughs> You that just sit the there in your car. That is the most American thing I've ever heard. Are you serious? Yeah. How do you get the people on the other side? Oh, spoiler alert, everyone's driving their own car. So Yeah, exactly. Because it's America. But wait, seriously though, if you had a family... They would just, just roll down the all the window. windows. Yeah. What if there's someone in the middle? <laughs> they would just reach in. <laughs> That is wild. Guess how we did it here. Obviously, we queued. I mean, we are British. Yeah, you guys love a queue. And then, um, oh, that was actually funny. The guy who bakes for the cafe was in the queue with us. So, oh, that is him. funny. Um, and then at the end, they'd set up all these chairs. So after you got your shot, you all went and sat like in these rows of chairs waiting for the 15 <laughs> minutes to be over. <laughs> oh my god and they gave you a sticker as well they gave you a sticker all <laughs> which it's i was like, like really it's like when we were kids you know when we were kids my favorite part about like medical dental appointments was sitting in the waiting room and reading comic books it was like the one yeah. moment of of like autonomy and peace that i ever got was sitting in the waiting room i yeah, was just... it did help like the dread of going in was, was counteracted by that, wasn't it? Yeah, 
that I never minded the dentist, but the the doctor, I I hated. I hated the doctor. I I like got such bad anxiety. I had this thing where like I never wanted like if I had like health problems, I never wanted to tell anyone for some reason. Like I was terrified mm-hmm. to tell anyone. So um one time I had like I think I had like really bad food poisoning or like some crazy like dysentery or something and I didn't tell anyone and I almost like wasted away <laughs> oh no for what, two weeks yeah oh, and well, no one yeah, ever that knew actually dangerous yeah and then um oh, this this other time like uh when I when I broke my arm my wrist like no one knew because I didn't tell anyone and so I just went around with like a broken wrist for two days <laughs> without like but anything on it. It is quite strange that we, because I still get that. If I go to a hospital, I'm like immediately on guard. White coat syndrome. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Yeah. And like one time mom thought I was low in iron because I'd fall asleep like standing up all the time or sitting down. Like I'd basically just fall asleep like all the time. <laughs> So, so mom, she thought it was low in iron. So she set up like a blood test for me and I was so angry at her. I was like, how dare you? Like, I'm not going. Poor mom. She was just like actually trying to help me. And I was so mad because she had set up like an extra doctor appointment for me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it's all about. I mean, it is quite nervous to go in there, but it's not like. I mean, they don't really I don't know. You, it's do like, they? I think it was for us, at least for me, was like this weird thing where you like were so obsessed with like privacy and uh, and stuff that when you went to the doctor, you were just like terrified they would like touch you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's really scary. Maybe, yeah. I mean, a lot of going to the doctor is fairly... It's not embarrassing, obviously, but, like, if you think about it in the context of, like, daily life. Regular is, life. You yeah. just go somewhere and, like, hi. Um, Take off your clothes. <laughs> start talking about all your problems, which is what you have to do every time you go to the doctor. It's a very strange thing, I think. I don't know. But don't love doctors. They, yeah. I'm glad they're around. I just like, and I love them from afar, but yeah, just not in person. <laughs> when when I was a kid, I had like incredibly bad eyes. Like I could barely see, but I didn't like want to have glasses because I was like really embarrassed. I've always been very vain. Um, and uh, <laughs> so I just like, I used to like squint really hard to try to pass the eye test. And then um, in class, I would sit there and I wouldn't tell anyone I couldn't see the board. And I would just be like squinting away and like trying to write the notes. And our teacher would write in really, really small letters, like all these notes on the board and we were supposed to write them down. And yeah. it was just, like, such a nightmare for me, but that was, like, preferable to wearing glasses. 
And then I remember I finally, they finally made me get glasses and the, the doctor was like, I think you'll find like, it'll be so nice when you can see the leaves on the trees again. And I was like, fuck the leaves on the trees. I just like get these wire frames off my face. And then I still didn't wear them. Yeah, I remember you didn't wear them. But what did you, did your eyes improve? No, I I couldn't see. Like I just went through life half blind. I mean, now, what, what do you do now? Oh, wear contacts. Okay, but, okay, have you considered... LASIK. Yeah. I have. Yeah, it's, I have. I'm a bit scared. But yeah, I think I'll <laughs> yeah, get no. it soon. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Um, I've no, heard but it's I really maybe good. you'd already done it. That's why you, you'd stopped wearing glasses. Um, no, but now contacts. you wear contacts. Okay. Yeah, I wear glasses like half the time, probably. Yeah. You I'd like great to get in LASIK. glasses. You gotta nah. wear them more. I have a crooked face. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Bring on the question. Okay, question. Um, as always, I love, 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 love when we get feedback or questions. It really affirms what we're doing here. So keep it coming, my friends. Keep it coming. <laughs> Those of us with it. a little bit of anxiety need that positive affirmation regularly. <laughs> Every so we don't sink into day. an anxiety spiral. Um, so here, here is the email. What are your thoughts on family members cutting siblings out of their lives over political views? Chop, chop. (laughs) Do you want to take this away or should I? I think you should because I think I will have a kinder view than you do since you just said chop, chop. I know. I already gave my opinion. (laughs) Over political views, what do you think about cutting siblings off over political views? Um, So what's an example of like a, a political view, like a Republican versus Democrat? Yeah, or like... If you want to go really extreme, like the QAnon people, oh, or like interesting, mm. really far left or really far right, is probably what they're referencing. Like um, communist mm. versus QAnon type thing. <laughs> so it's a difficult one because the key word here is siblings. Because you're not allowed to eat in the podcast. She started on like this massive apple. It's an orange. Yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> I think we've. I think we have our answer, guys. We're gonna cut her off, not for political le- beliefs, but for eating oranges during the pod. Um, <laughs> no, anyway, the siblings is the key word here. I think. If you have siblings, you need to try and make it work as much as possible. That doesn't mean you're going to see eye to eye every single day or all the time or even ever on some issues. But I would say if this if we're talking about what would I do, I would probably have less of a relationship with them just because it's not that easy. 
but I would still work to have some sort of relationship. Um, I see what you've it, done please. now. This is very uh, revealing. Why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> with the orange. I'm just no, slowly no, with the, stopping you slowly cut me you. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving to a new country. She's quiet quitting me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read this thing recently about friendship and how it's okay to quiet quit your friends. And I just wasn't sure how I felt about that. Um, well, answer the question, then we can okay. talk about that. All right. So, <laughs> um, now this is actually a really good question, I think, um, because it's quite relevant. There's like blah, 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 state of the world. I think there is a lot of political divide right now, um, especially over here. Um, and like people get very extreme one way or another. Um and yeah, it can really cause issues in families, which is like really sad. So like, I, I guess my opinion on it is that 100% you should not cut off your family member for having different political views. Like what's more important, right? Like you caring for your family member, it be, unless like it's over something like, that's not political, but that's actually deeply personal. That's completely different. But And I know some people connect those two things, but I would say take a step back, like maybe try and be curious with them. Like try, like ask questions if you can handle it. Um, try to find out like where they're coming from because chances are you'll realize you have more in common with them than you thought you did. And maybe they just have a different lens on things, depending on where they live or who they're surrounded by. Um, but I really do think, like, this new kind of religion of politics is is quite destructive to, like, friendships and, and families. Because, you know, I get having strong views. And also, like, your day-to-day -day life your relationship with your loved ones is so much more important than your stubborn opinion on politics. And I just really like think that if we were all more curious about people who think differently than we do, the world would be a very, very much better place. Um, so yeah, I'd say don't cut them off and please get curious, ask them why. And in a kind way, not in an attacking way. And if you can't, like, I get it. Some people are really, like, set off by politics. So then maybe have a pact at family gatherings. Like, let's just not talk about it. Let's just talk yeah. about other stuff. You that's know, that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe yeah. just, yes, you can be interested. But if you really are, like, butting heads. Um, yeah, it just depends on how, like, entrenched you are, I think, and how thick your skin is. And, like, what mood you're in. Sometimes I'm just... Yeah. Because yeah. there's so much kind of... Um, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to put myself in this situation because there is... I mean, I have quite different beliefs from um, some people. <laughs> <laughs> the most generic statement ever made no what I'm trying to think is like there are people that I'm friends with that I 
that I'm really like if I think about their political beliefs and mine um not really political it's not i think it's not as big as over here or maybe people just don't talk about it as much but what i find is more religious stuff because i did you know we grew up religious then actually when i moved mm -hmm. over here i was still um religious and then like i have a couple of friends who yeah like who are still in practicing religions or like you know different different things like this and definitely if you look at that that's a similar kind of vibe isn't it you, it is, you're not yeah. gonna agree on every aspect of it especially i think especially us because we have actually you know gone through the steps of thinking about this kind of thing um yeah we've had to like i'm i'm completely different beliefs wise than i was you know even 13 years ago because when i left the commune like I was, you know, I had all the beliefs I was raised with, the conservative, mm -hmm. really conservative, really restrictive beliefs. And now um, I'm quite, like, liberal in my thinking. I, I like to think, like, do what you want as long as you're not hurting anyone, you know? Just do what you want. Yeah, but then the thing that I also find is that my beliefs change quite a bit. So I'll Me too. Be, yeah. <laughs> so I'll be like thinking something and if I tell someone like don't don't do that it's I mean I think we talked about that last week didn't we like not telling people what to do with their lives she says. Yeah, I mean she... like this thing where we we're, we're not allowed to have oh it's very it's very prevalent right now in the culture here where if you have a different view than the majority of people around you on stuff, they kind of like treat you as if you're like either really stupid or like a pariah. Mm. And that's really awful, you know, because since when are we like treating people badly because they have a different belief? I mean, that's just I don't know. I grew up too much like since literally the beginning of time. Yeah, I mean, always 100% right. I'm just saying in a, in a more evolved world, that wouldn't be an issue, but that's like no, the of utopia course, of I'm course. thinking of. But like, I don't know. We grew, we grew up so much surrounded by this, like condemning people who are different. Mm. And it really has made me allergic to having any, like, you know, to displaying that kind of behavior now. Um, which I, I totally, like, have moments of it, and I totally, like, I'm not perfect with it, but I am very aware of it, like, when it happens. I'm like, what? why? Why are you, like, being awful because they think something different than you? Just, like, we, we can't lose the ability to have debate. Like, healthy debate is really good, and it helps us understand people. So, I don't know. I just, yeah. Okay, I, so what if you This sibling... one really triggered me. <laughs> Let's role play. Okay, I'm the, we're at Thanksgiving that you just like, be like a... just be at someone who's gone to QAnon. I don't okay. even know what they believe, but I know they stormed the Capitol. They have some um, pretty wild beliefs like there's an oh, elite actually, I do... drinking okay. the blood of children and all, yeah, Oh yeah, whatever. okay. 
Um, Classic, okay, so I come into Thanksgiving and I say, like, uh, the elites are drinking the blood of children. Why do you guys not care about that? Like, and a hundred percent, I believe this. So, and as a mom, I'm like, it's crazy you guys don't care about this. Like, children are being hurt. Like, how are you going to respond? Bartholomew, please pass me the turkey. (laughs) (laughs) What's that, guys? What do you say? Uh... I mean, that would be pretty intense. To be honest, that would be intense if someone came in and said but that. But how um, would you, like, in reality, like, what would your response to that be if if that's what I brought to the table? Okay, like, okay, I can see you're concerned, but, like, right now we're all safe. We're all having dinner together, so maybe... I mean, I, I would probably just try and diffuse it because I wouldn't really... even. Like, if there was kids there or something like that, like, it's not really a dinner party topic. Um, Yeah, but people, like, there's always that person in gatherings where you're like, whoa. (laughs) Or not always. There is, there is, yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm trying to think how I I usually deal with it. Um, I think, yeah, like, if for me, if I really don't agree with them, I would just ask them questions, like, to see where they're at. And then, like, they can maybe see that... Like, then I'm not agreeing, but I'm also trying to understand them. Um, Yeah, I think that's how I'd actually be, like, genuinely curious. I think if someone, you know, came and said that, I'd be like, all right, Saz, like, um, that's an interesting point of view. Like, can you tell me, like, about your sources and, like, what led you down this path of, like, inquiry and belief and... um, I want to kind of understand what's driving you with that concern. And like, I totally get it. If if you think that's actually happening, I get why you're so emotional about it. But also like, we're here to have a fun family gathering. So, you know, maybe this is a little heavy and we can like talk about it another time. And then I'd kick mm-hmm. you really hard under the table. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing with siblings. <laughs> There's like also you have to be able to ju- like joke around. Or with I'd them. just be like, "Shut up, you're ridiculous." <laughs> that's the thing with our family. We would probably be quite rude. We kind of we we're probably would, yeah. by being rude to each other, aren't we? Um, yeah, we really roast each other. It's quite like I love our roasts. They're quite yeah. good. You know what I found out the other day. That the the little chicken is known in his in his like um, peer group for being the one who's like kind of a comedian who roasts people. Oh, that's good. I oh, wonder where good. he got that from. Oh, it's the it's the genes. It's the genetics. It's the genes. No, the... I quite like our dynamic. I used to be like more sensitive to it because you know of all the underlying mental health stuff and you know the feeling of like being very alone but now that like we're all you know really good friends and um and we've all cared for our mental health better I think we have a lot of fun yeah we do but we also there's (laughs) excuse me there's always times when um 
Like it's any conflict with your siblings is felt all the more if you, you know, if you're close with them. Because you genuinely like... care what they think. And it feels like something, I mean, with friends or with acquaintances, it's not so hard. I mean, chop, the chop. The stakes are a like lot lower. Say. Yeah, chop, chop. <laughs> with siblings, chop, chop is a lot more difficult, very much more difficult. Um, yeah, because that's your family for life. So you need to try and make it work. You need if to try. Yeah. If it's affecting, you know what they always say on the NHS, like if it's affecting your job and your daily life, then you really need to get it sorted. They say that about like, you know, about injuries and stuff. So I, I actually think that's quite good for mental um like things as well isn't it because if it's really getting to you that much that you need to do something about it then yes take a break yeah. from that person yeah i mean totally like, fine i think like we're good ones to speak to this because our family back home has very different political beliefs than we do and kind of how we've dealt with it is a little bit of avoidance a little bit of like uh, being true to ourselves when we talk to them, but not like bringing it up. You know, if it comes up, at least I think most of us handle it like this at this point. But if it, if a divisive topic comes up, we'll kind of like say our truth, but not in an aggressive way. Just like, hey, I don't agree with you, but that's mm -hmm. okay. You know, and and then you move on. I mean, it's, it's just. Not, and no, no one's ever going to agree with everything you believe. It's just not how it is. It's not how life is. You just kind no. of have to deal. And unless it's a personal attack, don't take it that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, maybe that person is going through something as well to make yeah, them believe exactly. such ridiculously stupid stuff. <laughs> Put yourself in their shoes. But do you have a word of wisdom for us today? In situations like the dentist, it's okay to let go and relax and let life hmm. take its course. And then when you leave, you go back to being autonomous. Um, okay, my word of wisdom, which is more just a fun fact, is that lemons have more sugar then strawberries. So think no about that way. when you're judging someone the next time you go to make a quick judgment about someone. Everyone has their good and their bad points. Um, and also, wow. it's really hard to find good strawberries. Okay. Uh, right now, Simon's in Mexico City. Um, mm -hmm. And he went on this hot air balloon ride over the pyramids the aztec pyramids and it was like amazing and beautiful oh, wow. it was like a sunrise hot air balloon ride and there were all these other balloons and it was like he sent me pictures gorgeous yeah um and then the next day he sent me this article and the day after he was there oh a hot gosh. air balloon burned and two people died on that same tour oh my gosh that's <laughs> so, so sad it's really sad, and I'm so glad that it wasn't Simon. Yeah, <laughs> you no. guys. Oh, so wow. then I got yeah. So you never know. That hot air balloon ride could be your last. That's kind of like a word of wisdom in itself. Life is short. Yolo.
Yo, YOLO. Well. You yeah. only live once. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My immediate like thought with that kind of thing is like, God, I hope it was adults and not kids. Yeah, why? Because like, they have lot... like less less life left. To They've live, had more what? life. Like, especially, I hope it's like older adults, which is like horrible. But <laughs> they at least got a whole life to live. <laughs> If you were ever on a cruise and like something went down, you would just be like, anyone over the age of 80, like the jump off the boat now. Down. You're like, you're not like women and children. You're just like, it's in order of age. Like Get youngest first though. Yeah. Youngest first. Yeah. You've had like, I go to the older people, like you've had your time. Move on over. <laughs> I mean, in some ways it's true, but... I don't know if you're allowed to discriminate like that. Anyway, yeah. with that, with that wonderful note, note, let's close and everyone have a lovely week. Have a good week. Ciao, 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 ciao. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com.